0: welcome to alien minute the daily podcast where we carefully dissect the movie alien one minute
1: at a time my name is John Engel and I'm Mitch Bryan and today we're looking at minute 99 which begins with mother saying one minute and ends with Ripley saying mother (laughs) and here we are with our guest this week artist musician user experience interaction designer and composer of our theme song Christoph Nemeth welcome it's my pleasure thank you for having me
0: so it was one minute we solved the mystery of how long it was T minus two. And it was one minute. And now it's one minute. One minute's not a lot of time, guys. No. That is a
1: lot of pressure. Do we see her run into the uh, engine room? Yes. We're or, or following her? Yes. So this is the minute where there's... If you look really closely, there's a door that flaps shut, and apparently it's a stagehand who is managing a light, trying to get out of the shot in time, <laughs> and so you can see the door just like it's really lots of light coming from behind it, and the door just goes and closes real fast, just as she she turns around the corner and ducks into the room. No idea, I've never I, seen I, that. I didn't yeah, see that. so that's pretty I was funny. Completely unaware of that, and I I only probably noticed it because I think I heard it in the commentary, and I think he said something about thought about whether to cut it out and leave it in if that's what they're watching for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that thing. Like, we're, we're really not paying attention to that. Huh. And we also get this shot, too. This is where we get the shot of the exterior of the ship, right? Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting shot. It doesn't help me one bit in knowing where she is. <laughs> I'm still
0: confused. Not, not as in regards of the ship overall. Yeah. But you do see her. Yeah, yeah. Right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Tiny, tiny little window and her moving around. It's a real...
1: The attention to detail there is very
0: impressive I to me. I think that's yeah.
1: another one of those shots that they achieved with little monitors. Yes. They actually did it as a, they filmed her and then they put the monitors in, inside the model and, you know, ran the videotape or whatever. Was it on.
2: monitor or projection?
1: Well, I know that one was done with actual monitors. Oh, And then okay. there was another one that was done with, with either front or rear projection. Oh, okay. I
0: love this exterior. The model making here mm-hmm. is really impressive to yeah. me. If I can recall back to the VHS days watching this movie, I think I thought this was the engine somehow maybe because it reminds me a little bit of the base uh lv-426 and aliens Mm -hmm. when when it's going to destruct you get the blue lightning and everything going between these Mm -hmm. big towers and these so the design of this looks very similar to me it looks like there's a these towers on each side of the window and in the vhs i don't think i ever could have seen oh yeah probably not right or noticed even barely that that was a window so my thinking about Uh, this moment the shot has always been skewed i think by the muddy vhs Mm -hmm. image that i was you know brought up with but looking at it now in in wonderful high definition it's so beautiful and again mitch you're right i have no clue where this is (laughs) the ship but i do know that she's in the middle and she is as small as can be she is swallowed up by this ship right now she is To me, this indicates that she's in a whole lot of trouble, even more. Like, this is a nice visual, like, here you go, she's buried.
1: Hitchcock was famous for using these kind of shots every so often where he would drop back and he would just reduce the subject to be this tiny little thing in the frame. Yeah. It's pretty good.
2: And it's always fun to to see what the construct of this vehicle is. You know, again, with this future-used design it's been talked about over and over again about how this is just this industrial monolith of a vehicle it's and i keep using the term brutalism as a, as a as the, the the style that a lot of 70s sci-fi utilized where this technology is not friendly it's not homey it's yeah. not slick and you see this and it's just like it gives that much more of the sense of the futility She's so small and she's in this weird little thing and like you had said, it's you know, that she's swallowed up by this this ship. She's against all odds at this point.
1: I guess it's fitting in the seventies architecturally, Mm -hmm. that whole brutalist yeah. Post international style. Yeah. Ugly Robert Hughes called it neo-brutalism. Yeah. Kind of fits. I mean, it was probably in the mind of the filmmakers, you know, that there was this really ugly architectural aesthetic.
2: Right. Well, and and even in Star Wars. Where in the ship design, those things didn't look like Buck Rogers spaceships. You know, they, they were these they were they were kind of ugly. Yeah, and that's what gave them their 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 charm is that these were real vehicles that were doing doing a job, and and the Stromo is nothing more than a giant floating factory. And the only really elegant vehicle in this is the shuttle.
1: I've mentioned this before, but I I'll say it again. There's an exhibit at the Kansas Cosmosphere, which is sort of second only mm-hmm. to the Smithsonian mm-hmm. as a space museum. They have all of these Russian spaceships and they're all completely asymmetrical, mm-hmm. retrofitted, crap hooked on to them, mm-hmm. you know, and it's so inelegant and it's so counter to that whole Buck Rogers aesthetic. Yeah. But it's for real, yeah. you know, in space. Not only can no one hear you scream, but there's no drag. So you don't have to be (laughs) symmetrical and sleek and aerodynamic. So getting back to this theme of
0: the composition of this shot, this exterior shot, and her being swallowed up by the ship, the technology. I think it's fair to say that from here on out in the film, the organization of the story is pretty much to create vulnerability for ripley and help uh, a sense of helplessness i think there'll be more in the next minute to show that in as minutes go on and on all the way into the end and we'll get into that when we get there but this idea that she is as helpless as can be i think it begins here i i the unraveling of her so she's running down the hallway i, th- I find this funny every single time when she sees the other she turns out she's running towards the engine room she is word for word saying what i would be saying <laughs> Which is,
1: god damn it, god damn it, god damn it. (laughs) Right. The way she's profane, she's become panicky. Oh, well, but this minute has the minute that drives me completely crazy in terms of um, suspense and vulnerability and, oh shit, this isn't going to work. Which is, when she's trying to push those... Those cylinders right. back down because mm-hmm. the cylinders are supposed to like retract back right. into their initial place, and the clock is ticking, and it's like ten seconds, nine seconds, or whatever. And she just puts her hand on it, and she's just trying to right. sh- shove that thing yeah. back down. And I remember just the first time I saw the movie, thinking, ah, uh, right. do that, do that, exactly." Push it down, and it's, it's not going.
2: And and that goes exactly back to what we when we started the conversation about her initiating this sequence. It's like it's certainly not supposed to be an easy thing to try to blow the ship up, but why the hell is it so hard to stop it from doing <laughs> that? Right. It should e- It literally should be, there's a lever yeah, that just retracts those things or, or that you can untake, you can take the bolts out. Right. Why is it? They're not some kind of physical thing that you could just, Oh, I didn't really mean that doom you ha- because you have to do the process in reverse does not give the user any confidence that this is a doable process, you know, and and that's in essence what she's having to do. It has to she has to get it back to it's in what we call a zero state in software, where that's why a browser has a reset button or a refresh button, or you're you're working in software and you start, you know, with a blank slate. It's like I just want to start over. Okay. Just make me start. So over. a kill
1: switch, well, mechanical kill
0: switch, so which it does arg- not have. Here's yep. my argument against this. Mm-hmm. Let's write a different movie. Mm-hmm. This is the Nostromo, but it's Crimson Tide. Okay. <laughs> so we got a captain and an XO and the captain believes that the only course of action right now is to de- to destroy the Nostromo, mm-hmm. to put on the self-destruct. It shouldn't be real easy for the XO to come and undermine the order, right? That's so if, 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 if the situation was as important as it should be mm-hmm. to destroy the entire ship, right. it should probably be just as hard to undo. That's, sure. That's my theory. And,
2: and I, I, I think that that's actually what it's doing, right? It's saying, hey, you know what? You got us into this mess. We're we not going to make we it We gave easy. you five minutes. We gave you five minutes, and you know, we didn't think that there was some kind of monster chasing you. And so whose fault is that? So it, it, it serves its purpose, especially for the story and the tension and everything like that. It's just funny that now that technology has gotten where it's got, we as an audience think, oh, you know, I'm going to just hit the cancel button you know and and who 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 do you know that would ever has to go through a physical process like that it's just it it becomes that much more incredible of a of of an experience to watch this person struggling with that because it's so further
1: away from what we experience in daily life and she goes back to the levers and she gets both of the levers back up mm-hmm. and then it still is like no sorry what well, wouldn't you missed it
0: like that is a question that wouldn't, aren't the levers just to open the thing? Why is is, why is putting the levers back up supposed to undo anything? Right. You know, I, I, I figured once those cylinders are down, that's what you're really trying to yeah. do. The, the, the levers are just open.
1: She gets up and runs back yeah. over to the levers yeah. before yeah. the cylinders are. I mean, I thought the cylinders were actually going down, but then, you know, the next minute is going to tell us that apparently they didn't go down even at all. So I don't know about that. We'll talk about that next minute. Maybe it's a fudged shot or something. We
0: tease this idea in the first minute of the week, um, but this brings us back to our, uh, our pal Dave Addy and his alien type set uh, in the future article where we discussed in the first minute, as we were seeing these instructions for the first time that there's English on the left and French on the right. Well, he points out in his article and I never noticed this when she returns to deactivate it, She follows the French instructions. Mm -hmm. Her fingers run noticeably under the French instructions. And he points out that the English instructions and the French instructions might not be the same. Yeah. And perhaps this (laughs) this has something to do with her failure to turn the thing off.
2: I I read this article, too, and it says that the the translation leaves some things out of it.
0: That's basically it. I guess I could. I'm just going to read the list of instructions. Okay. All right. So this will actually answer some questions we (laughs) might have asked (laughs) earlier in the week. So, uh, instruction number one is punch nuclear bolt code number one. So, that's what she does on the keypad. And then she verifies the bolt clamp release. I'm assuming that's the more buttons she's punching. Um, And then perform insertion of bolt number one and hold number one. Remove nuclear head. Activate push button switch. Replace nuclear head. Verify secured. Verify detonation activated. Repeat for holds two, three, and four. So, those first eight instructions are all for each cylinder? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that is an awful lot to have to do.
1: Yeah, yeah. You push the so, button and you screw the bolt in. Then it comes up. Then you flip open the thing. and you push the button inside yep. of the inside of the little bronze Brand. flip board. Yeah. So thingy.
0: when she comes back, oh man, he wrote these in French. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's there are two instructions missing from the French. I'll just say that I'm going to oh. try to pronounce. Oh, things Oh, so in he French. says
1: that they, they just missed. They left two of them out. Yeah. So you know, I don't think this is actually. No, because Speaking it's to because the story, because neither one of them is how to countermand it. They're right. both they're they're both how to do it. So she would be reading it just to read it how to do it backwards. Yeah. But that's assuming that but, doing it backwards is what's required to countermand it. And there's it doesn't say anywhere do these backwards to countermand this 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 process. Yeah. So maybe but she what did if it you're
0: wrong. But if you're a Frenchman or a woman <laughs> and you're on the Nostromo, are you not? <laughs> You're trying to destroy the tromo, aren't you right. losing out on something? It's, yeah. a, it's just it's just interesting, and I thought, uh, you know. I thought that was interesting, that. too, when I read that as well.
1: French is notable for its brevity, perhaps. Uh, it doesn't need to overstate two of the steps or something. <laughs> well,
2: it's funny. So the, the, in the industry that I build software for, we there's this um, concept of globalization, So or localization, sorry, uh, so that when your software ships to another part of the country— all the help all the all the buttons all the the terms and concepts that are being utilized by the software itself have to translate appropriately to another language uh it it has to be regulated in a certain manner that forensically these people have gone through this particular process otherwise you have done it wrong <laughs> so it's like this is a poor use of localization in that regard if this if the Nostromo was being shipped off to France they would have screwed they would have screwed it up for those users
1: well I wonder why there was not an international computer language just from the get-go or is there
2: an international computer language well
1: yeah I mean like everybody can take a piece of sheet music mm-hmm. no matter what country you're from oh, I get it and, yeah mm-hmm. and know how to do that
2: that's an interesting
1: but interesting yet, there, question nobody really was thinking about some kind of esperanza for computer right <laughs> esperanto esperanto did i say esperanza i meant esperanto sorry i mean esperanto well
2: it, i think it's interesting that uh as well usually the language of a specific technology follows the whatever country of origin that it has yeah so that's why probably why it's that's the case
1: yeah well maybe by the time you get to the Age of the stroma, That's why you've got all those weird prana lift mm-hmm. Sanskrit stuff. <laughs> right? <laughs> We've moved to Sanskrit.
2: There, there. It's it's a meta keyboard, really. It's a user actions that are beyond just typing into something or speaking to something. You are now creating a meta state for this technology to abide in, which is interesting as well because the notion that it's the computer is humanized as mother. With that name, you're basically asking this entity to destroy itself. So, what's more meta than that, right?
0: Well, that actually brings up a question for the next minute for me. But did you have anything else, Mitch?
1: No, it just made me think of the Hal Nine Thousand once again, yeah. and
0: how Hal's not going to let anybody destroy him if well, he let, can help it. Let's talk about that in the next minute. Okay, I was going to bring that up too. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's going to do it for Minute number 99. Uh, Come over to AlienMinute.com to download episodes there or follow us on Twitter at AlienMinutePod. Come over to the Facebook page and talk it up with us about Alien. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Episode 100.